Ringer Fantasy Football Show. I'm Danny Heifetz, and I'm here with Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you doing, man? I'm doing dandy. You know, as a really seasoned podcaster like you so claim to be, you really got to throw to one person, you know? Like when, <laughs> when Bill's on a rewatchables, he doesn't just say, what's up, guys? He goes, Sean, question, question, Chris, question, question. No, I like to watch you guys fight over it because it's, you know, that scene in The Dark Knight when the Joker breaks the pool cue and then he's like, all right, someone, someone that gets to join. That's, that's what I used to think about. I, I told this to Kevin one time before recording the NFL show and he never oh, let yeah. me hear the end of it. I was like, Kevin, make sure you're thrown to somebody. He's like, he looked at me like I had just like insulted his mother or something. And he's ne- every single time I'm with him now, he's always like, DK, like the first thing. Also, it's just, I really just care how DK's doing. I think it's assumed I'm not really interested. I've, I've, I've never asked Craig, how are you doing? It's because then I'd, you'd have to talk about it. I'm not really, it's not really my concern. Anyway, this is our Friday show. We're going to share our gut calls for this weekend. We're going to look at how our gut calls did last weekend. Some people predicted the exact score of a game. And we're going to give you a daily fantasy lineup at the end. But first, a fun fact. Dog facts. Dog fact. From Anna Safford. A dog's nose is up to 100,000 times better than a human nose. That means they can detect a half teaspoon of sugar inside an Olympic-sized swimming pool. To put that in perspective, you know how you can smell the difference between a coffee that has sugar in it and one that doesn't? A dog can do that, but in an Olympic pool. (laughs) That is disgusting. I cannot believe that. Imagine the things they smell. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, I am goodness. now imagining that, and that is absolutely horrifying to think. Like about. this is one of those things where ignorance is bliss. I don't want to smell everything. I do not want to have that power. But clearly, like things aren't bad to them. Like they smell their asses all the time. Clearly, <laughs> just they don't have like a negative. They don't smell poop, and they're like, oh, they're just like, ooh, like it's like they read the news. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're interested in it because they can't they communicate. So smells is all they have. No, it's like you check up and instead of texting your friends, like, how you doing? They smell each other's poop and like, oh, like, you know. I'm going to sniff Heifetz's armpit the next time I see him and just be like, how's it going? On a slightly less disgusting note, we actually got two dog facts. I want to read, I want to just go ahead and counter or or move away from that one and go to this one. (laughs) From Joseph Russell, recent study shows that dogs are among a small group of animals who show voluntary, voluntary, unselfish kindness towards others without any reward. In Mm. other words, Dogs really are the best. And I actually, when I read this, I thought of, I, I immediately thought of something. Um, my dog used to go to like a, a doggy daycare thing where she, uh, she would go on walks every day with a, a person who picked up like, she had like a whole pack basically to like go hang out with for a few hours a day, my dog Lola. And the person that did these walks would always send everybody videos, post videos on Instagram of like the day that their dogs had. It was like really awesome. Wait, so can and everyone can visualize this? What kind of dog is Lola? Yeah. Lola is a boxer bull mastiff mix. So she's just a big, she's a big lovable dog. Anyway, so Lola at the time had a cone on her head because she had to get something removed. I I can't even remember what happened, but um, so she had a cone on her head and the video that the dog walker sent to us was like a line of like five or six dogs, her whole pack running and one of them, and they all jumped over this log on this trail and the first dog in the line came back to check on Lola and make sure she made it over the log and like, you know, keep everybody in line. And like, it's like one of those things where like, you just want to like hug that dog so much for like caring <laughs> and helping my dog. So anyways, uh, I saved that video. I like watch it all the time. Do you still have this video? Yeah, I can show you the video. Tweet it. Okay, I'll do that actually. Okay, That's a good wow. Idea. All right. Well, everyone go check at Danny B. Kelly on Twitter. You better put this on Twitter. I want to see this. I, if I can get it from, it's on Instagram. I'll, I'll send a link to it. 
I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to transfer the video. I'm not that savvy, but yeah. Craig can figure that out. <laughs> there we guy. go. Anyway, so those are two dog facts. Love dogs. Dogs are great. Is that a hot take? Does, does that count as a bold prediction? No. Dogs are good? So we should tell people for, for this week's show, and probably every Friday, unless we don't like this, uh, we're going to be doing Gut Gut Bold. We're going to be doing two gut <laughs> predictions each and one bold prediction. Is that what we're going to Gut Gut Bold. Got gut bold like duck duck goose. So, so we're doing two guts, which is like not as crazy a gut prediction as you know something that not it's not gonna maybe turn some heads, but it's it's just you know. What's something you feel in your gut? A feeling for the week about a player or a team or whatever, and then we're doing one bold, which if you listen to our bold predictions episode, are a little bit takier. Don't hold us to those as much, but if we're right, definitely hold it to us. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's it's nice to do bold predictions because if you're right, you can take a victory lap, and if you're wrong, you're like it was a bold prediction. It's it's a great middle ground. You can hide. It's the perfect amount of hiding to yeah. get maximum credit and like little little uh, accountability. So I have one quick bone to pick with the fantasy community before we get started. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. okay, go. I think it's I think it's horseshit that we had one <laughs> week of football and now. Everybody's opinions on these players that we've been doing for two months have changed. Like, <laughs> you should see Allen Robinson dropped 20 spots. And it's just like Odell Beckham dropped 30 spots. Kenyon Drake is like a whole different player now. I find it baffling that these people jump off the ship so quickly. This is like get off my lawn shit from Craig right So here. you want you want everyone <laughs> like, to you want to die on that. You want someone to die on the hill of like, This is like watching the first episode of The Sopranos and being like, that ah, sucked. Didn't like it. It was boring. I'm out. It's like, well, watch it first. Watch seven episodes. You know what I mean? Get into it. There's a, Jeez. There's a sweet spot though, Craig, like where you have to like, you have to be able to take in new information and realize you were wrong earlier. I understand that. I, I do. But like, God, it's like, I just, I can't believe how quickly everybody is off of all of these guys that they touted and wrote about. Like Joe Mixon's now like RB20 rest of the season for me. It's like, <laughs> he played one game. I don't know. There's a, there, there, was, there was a lot of really bad like busts week one too, like Mixon, Eckler, like a couple guys like Chubb scored just like single digits. You know, hey, we're a part of this group, but like a lot of people were like, I don't like DeAndre Hopkins this year. The ball's going to be spread around too much in Arizona. And of course he goes nuts, has 14 catches. And now everyone's like, he's my wide receiver four for the rest of the season. It's like, you were all <laughs> on this and now you're off immediately. I mean, the history told us that was going to be the case. Maybe Hopkins is just an outlier. I don't know. I, I agree with you though. Like, one week is not enough information. I do think that we have to react to certain information when it comes out and be like, okay, well, this is this is a pretty goddamn like strong signal that we're getting right here. <laughs> like, you know what's the easier? You know what's easier? Like, you guys should just guess everything right. <laughs> You're like, what's the Chiefs Texans score going to be? And I'm like, uh, I know the exact answer because here's the thing: the next 100 times I get a score wrong, I want everyone to forget. I only want you to remember that I guessed the Chiefs tech because I'm going to guess Thursday Night Football score all year. And yeah. just, but remember the first one I got right. Tweet so that, that, tweet like, that you got the, the score thing. right every week for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. The key is just, you know, it's how you start. All right. So Thursday night, we got Browns, Bengals, Heifetz. What will the score be? Exact score. It's Thursday afternoon. Obviously, we haven't seen the game yet. You're listening on Friday, hopefully. 27 20. Browns run it down their throat in the first half and then blow a lead in the second half. Joe Burrow wins game. 27, 20 Bengals. Damn, that would hit the over. I bet the under. Someone, yes. Yeah, one of my friends was asking me whether I'd take Cincy or Cleveland in this. So what, what's the what's the line right now? Six? Yeah, it's six and the over-under is 43 and a half. I just think I think six I'm, ta I'm taking, I'm taking Cincy to cover for sure. 
All right. Well, I'm glad everyone can listen to this now that the Browns have already won the game by a lot. Okay. All right. Let's get it. So before we get into our ones for this week, and let's just recap how we did with our, our calls from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I, I said the Cardinals would beat the Niners and nice. Kyler would have a big game. Congrats to me. I Good also job. said the Colts, which the Colts would crush the Jaguars. Oops. And then... <laughs> So one did, that for was two. a good reaction. Oops. Uh, I also plugged Zane Gonzalez as a kicker I liked for the Cardinals. That and is so funny. He went one Didn't for he miss three. two field goals? They, they were very far away. All the kicks were from very far. And ironically, he hit the furthest one. So if is, a kick, is 49 yards actually that long anymore? If he an misses and I said he wouldn't, then yes. It's like the kicking version of like 40 is the new 30. It's the same thing for kicking. His name's yeah. Zane. How was I supposed to know he would be bad? No one named Zane is bad at anything. <laughs> Everyone, if you're born, if your name is Zane, you, uh, you're set. You got it made. Anyway, DK, what were yours again? Uh, I hate to even bring these up. Okay, so I said that Goff <laughs> was going to crush it. He did all right. I thought he looked decent, but he definitely didn't crush it from a fantasy point of view. Okay, uh, Keenan Allen, my I had the Keenan Allen hard knocks bump. That was my bold take. He did well, here's not where it's not your that. fault. They basically didn't talk about how Mike Williams is secretly healthy and amazing and had like <laughs> 13 highlight reel catches and we didn't know that was coming. I got whiplash from how fast Mike Evans and Mike Williams went from they're going to miss weeks to they're playing. I know. Yeah. And then my third one was Zach Hurts' middle finger game. He did score a touchdown, so I'm going to like take half credit for that. He did not go off, but he... I'll he, give you half, but he did drop the most important <laughs> catch of the game on fourth and three. Yeah. Mine were that... Rookie running backs would suck, except Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't know if I hit on that. Akers sucked. Swift was going to be good, but then ruined the Lions' season. J.K. Dobbins <laughs> had two touchdowns. I probably didn't hit it. Taylor looked pretty good, too, I think. Taylor looked good. Uh, my other one was the battle for the 10 questions with Kyle Brandt Crown will be won by Aaron Rodgers handily. Oh, yeah, you got that one. There you go. And then I said that we're going to regret not having drafted Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, which I guess missed because Kittle got hurt. You did say or... So tra- if you drafted K- Kelsey, you're definitely regretting it. That's <laughs> yeah, semantics. So there you- That's the key is you got to word it in a way you can hedge later. That's the yeah. key. Okay. <laughs> Did you, like, have you ever heard that? You ever heard that Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like, I hate it when I go to this thing and it feels like they're giving you a test and you say, and, and it's like, have you ever tried sugar or PCP? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it can, how, I bet a dog can smell PCP from so far away. I bet you that's true. By the way, your segue from the dog joke was non-existent, so you failed. Oh, shit. I forgot to segue. But I just brought it back. I circled back right there at the PCP. You're right. That's true. You kind of saved it without even knowing it. All right. I'll give you a win. Great. Okay. So let's dive into the deep end with... Oh, my God. Uh, I, I don't want points. That was all right. <laughs> okay. But seriously, gut calls. Let's go through DK. What's a gut call for us this week? All right. So I'm going Paris Campbell smash game. I'm saying top six finish half PPR. So a couple of factors are working in his favor this week. Jack Doyle. First of all, the Colts. Yes. Colts are playing the Vikings this week. Paris Campbell, Colts receiver, second year receiver for the Colts. Uh, Jack Doyle, who is Danny's favorite tight end in the NFL, not practicing as of Thursday. It doesn't sound like he's going to be ready to go, or if he is, he'd probably be limited. I think Paris can take over some of the it, like in the middle type looks that you might get to Jack Doyle. I mean, obviously they're not running the same routes, but maybe he can eat up some of those targets. He ran a lot of uh, like these shallow crossers, deep crossers. That was like right on the same page with Phillip Rivers. So I like that. Vikings defense got shredded last week and they don't have a very good pass rush at this at the time just because uh, Daniel Hunter is 
Isn't he on the IR right now? Yeah, but it's weird because it's like the injured reserve. Three weeks. So it's like three weeks, but yeah, he's not playing. And so just for just for some context, top six cutoff in half PPR last week was Juju Smith Schuster. Juju Smith Schuster. He got 29, 21.9 points half PPR. So that's that's I feel like that's pretty a pretty good gut call. That's a good gut call. We um we didn't tell each other uh, one another what our gut or predictions were going to be going in. So I kind of made a, I had like a list of six that I'm going to narrow down to three. And Paris Campbell what, didn't, didn't make. What do you mean now? You're just making like two many because you can't count. Well, I did that. Or I you mean, did it on purpose. Well, my number five one was Paris Campbell. So like I'm glad that oh, I, he didn't make sweet. the top three. But just to add to what DK was saying, you know, Paris Campbell's primarily a slot receiver. He played ninety percent of his snaps in the slot in week one, and the Vikings gave up the most points to slot receivers in week one. So. Looking good Ooh. for Paris. You guys are throwing out all these numbers. I feel like it's just Paris Campbell's really fast and the Vikings suck. <laughs> That's your gut. Like you're throwing all these numbers. You know what? Here's the thing. That's the definitely Vikings, more of a gut thing. Yeah. The Vikings Vikings have two pass rushers that are great. Daniela Hunter and Yannick Ngakwe. Hunter's not playing, which we talked about. And Ngakwe sucked last week, which we didn't talk about. I mean, I'm I mean, not going to fault like him for it. Showed he showed up, up like, right to work. Yeah. <laughs> he showed up two weeks ago. I'm not going to fault him for it, but he didn't get there. And the night, so what do you have to do if your front four can't get there? They blitz. The Vikings love blitzing. Well, they blitzed like 45% of the time. That was like third most in the league. And they still only, they didn't get a sack and they got like three pressures or something, four pressures total. And they blitzed. When you blitz 30 something times and you only get four pressures, that's freaking bad. And then you also have three of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL. Not, sorry, three of the worst starting cornerbacks, or at least the youngest, (laughs) not bad. I don't want to say they're bad. They're young. They they had nine starts going into the, the game. So, yeah. When you can't cover people and you can't rush the passer. Yeah, Paris Campbell. Good game. So bottom line, <laughs> I guess, is that both Craig and I are buying the Paris Campbell breakout game from last week where he had nine targets. And I think we're we're on that train. Starting but here's with, the important with, question. If this happens, is Craig taking credit next week or is he going to hide from this as not one of his if it doesn't happen? No, I won't take credit. I didn't pick. I, it wasn't going to okay. make my top three anyway. So DK gets it. Okay. So what's your what's your gut call? Josh Allen will be the number one scoring quarterback this week. Ooh, I like Ooh. this. Playing the Dolphins, who just got... The, the, basically, the the whole thing is the Dolphins suck against defending mobile quarterbacks. They just let up two touchdowns to Cam, and Josh Allen is like Cam 2.0. Josh Allen ran the ball 14 times last week, and he ran for a touchdown. He had the best throwing game of his career. He's like less coordinated Cam. Josh Allen still got his like doesn't have his sea legs yet, you know. He's yeah, yeah. He's, he's like bit. he's like the middle schooler after a growth spurt. It's like he's just come into the body. <laughs> exactly. He's got like pimples still. He doesn't look that good, but there's potential. You see it in him. But um, yeah, I, 14 carries is more than any running back got on the on the Bills, and the 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 Bills are just like a different team this year. They're throwing the ball way more. He had 46 passes. I was going to add to that. Yeah, it, the, he had 46 passes, which was second in the week only to Matt Ryan who was had 54 attempts and the crazy thing was the Bills were winning the whole game like Atlanta yeah. was trying to come back and so it was very bizarre it was almost like you know the whole let Russ cook Danny sorry I'm saying that but the whole let Russ Ugh. cook narrative took over but people like people who want Josh Allen to cook I don't know if that was actually a thing but Josh Allen was like they let him cook like they were asking him to to pass the ball a ton it was very bizarre it was it was not what I, what I was expecting at all and the irony is it was the best passing game of his career and really he could have had like somewhere between one and three more touchdown passes. Pretty <laughs> yeah, he sailed one right over John <laughs> Brown's head. Easily could have had another 100 yards and, and two touchdowns, like almost without trying. 
Do you guys think if you were in the Josh Allen situation on that John Brown touchdown, let's say you didn't even have to run the play action, you could we you just like you begin rolling out like Josh Allen is to your dominant hand side and you have to hit John Brown in the end zone. Well, no, it was to could. his non-dominant hand, in which case I very I will very rarely say I can do anything a player was not, not unable to do on the field. This one I no, because he he was rolling to his wrong side. And if you think you could throw a wrong side throw in an NFL field, you're probably wrong. But it's he like should 10 be able yards. To do that. No, but the problem is he had enough time to stop and set his feet. And then they still had it. It wasn't like there was a defender chasing to catch up. It was like they didn't know where John Brown was. I think I could do it. His, it's just look, Josh Allen's great, but his mind goes faster than his body. I was going to say, this is the Josh Allen argument in a nutshell, though. It's like, we're not fucking NFL quarterbacks. He's got to make that throw. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you know the problem isn't if we could do it, the problems we had to ask. He had an awesome game. However, there are still those plays where you're just like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Yeah, it's it's, so it's unreal. It's all He's good. a Rorschach test. Okay, so D, uh, DK says Paris Campbell's going to be a top six receiver. Craig says Dak Prescott's the number... Or sorry, I, just, I spoiled my own thing. Craig said Josh <laughs> Allen's going to be the number one quarterback. I think Dak Prescott's going to be the number one quarterback this week. Oh. And I'm giving double dipping. I think Michael Gallup is going to be a top five receiver this week. That sucks. Now both of those have to happen for you to get a point. Oh. Well, is it an and or, or is it like Are you your saying other those thing? are your two guts, or that's just oh, one gut? Oh, no, it's gut. one gut. It's one gut. I, I'll give you both. I don't care. Screw it. I'll give you both. Okay. Uh, but there's an astonishing stat that kind of got uh, underlooked this week is that <laughs> Russell Wilson threw 35 passes against the Falcons, and not a single one of them had a defender within one yard of a receiver. Wow. Which is just unreal. So why do you like Gallup over Cooper or Lamb? Well, Cooper's banged up. Cooper's a little hobbled. And He's I always have learned, hobbled. That's the point. Like, <laughs> well, look what I have, he did last if week, I've learned one thing, it's my God, when Amari Cooper's already banged up, I'm like, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. But yeah. also because the I just think that they're gonna be able to spread the ball. Gallup just looked good to me. Like it's not just the pass interference that he should have had, which again, he is been good. a touchdown. He is He's good. really yeah. good. We loved him going into the preseason, and you know what? He didn't have a great week one, and we didn't change our opinion. Craig, just, this is like, Craig is like he's moving around in his seat. That you're he's at. like he's he's riled up right now, dude. You just mad at fantasy straw man, man. Take a walk, go outside, or you can't. I would, but it's on fire. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah right. this is can't the problem with no being stuck, crazy. stuck in quarantine, and we can't go outside because of freaking apocalyptic fires. Yeah, yes, the good. world and my insides are both on fire. <laughs> so, any players and/or fantasy analysts that we call out, just like please ignore it because we're just going nuts. Yeah. Sorry, you live in yeah. an apocalyptic hellscape. Okay. So Michael Gallup's really good. And again, the Falcons defense is going to be so bad. One of the reasons we like the Falcons offense coming to the year was their defense is just, I mean, really for is it three straight years, this defense tackling coverage run defense, like, you know, the holy trinity, this just can't do it. So I think Dak is has this is huge part of rate. why I was like, I one of my takes before the season was like, is Gus Bradley? Or not Gus Bradley, uh, Dan Quinn. <laughs> I get all the Seahawks ex coordinators mixed up. Is Dan Quinn like potentially on the hot seat this year? Because he's supposed to be the defensive guy, you know. And their offense is amazing, but their defense has really been not very good lately. Dan so, Quinn yeah. going into last season was so on the ropes that he fired all three coordinators and kept the job, which had only happened like eight times that a coach kept the job and had to fire everyone under him. And then their defense was so bad that he had to give up coordinator duties six weeks into the season. And then they, they didn't even have anyone who could do it. So they did like a committee backfield, but it was committee defensive coordinator. And that was last year. 
Anyway, it, the point is Falcons defense is bad. Okay. I like uh, DK. My Give us another gut call. Yeah. All right. So I'm sticking with the second year receiver smash game. I'm going with Deontay Johnson mm. is the highest scoring Pittsburgh skill player. So that includes receivers and running backs in week two against Denver. Um, I'm not super confident with what's going to happen in the backfield. So I'm, I'm, I'm laying out kind of like my, my explanation here. You know, we might have Benny Snell, James Conner mix. We're not really sure yet. He actually, you know, the, the backup stats in terms of, you know, Juju had two touchdowns outscored him easily was a, you know, QB one, but, or a running back or receiver one, but Deontay Johnson actually led the team in targets area, 10 targets, career high, played the most snaps, tied for the most snaps. He, he ran 32 routes. Um, he dropped a ball and like Big Ben went right back to him. So, you know, they're, they're like on the same page. And I think that was like a big deal. So I think, I think Deontay Johnson is set up to go, you know, go off again this week and actually convert some of those opportunities into more points. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, DeAndre, Deontay Johnson played like shit in the first half. He, he fumbled the punt and then he yep. dropped like a pass to hit him right in the chest. And they kept going back at him and he led the Steelers in targets. Yeah. So that was like, I think a good sign because it's with these old veteran uh, quarterbacks, you never really know like how they're going to take it out on these young receivers. Like we talked about, uh, you know, if you get on Brady's shit list, like you're done. I bet you, I would say the same is probably true for Roethlisberger. And so, well, it's, you know, it's like this new young talent. Sometimes they don't, you know, they don't stick to it. Remember in Seinfeld, when Seinfeld gets his dad that like new Bentley and he's like, I don't want it. I'm good. Like, I don't need it. (laughs) What? You bought me a Cadillac? I bought you a Cadillac. There you go. Why are you out of your mind? <laughs> we can't take this. You don't want it? Are you kidding? He's not buying us a Cadillac. What are you, nuts? This is a very nice gesture, Jerry, but... Some old guys so, maybe like that. You know? Or is it like the quarterbacks <laughs> have think something going into the season and then just they all change their minds after week one? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. So, yes, again, to stipulate, he's going to be the highest scoring Pittsburgh skill player. I like it. Craig, uh, gut call. Gut call. Ronald Jones becomes a household name in week two and puts up 120 total yards and a touchdown. So we had said that these would be, oh, the the measurable, the first part of it measurable. What are you going to do? Q score on Ronald Jones? Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to poll everybody in America and say, have you heard of Ronald Jones? No, but yeah, 120 (laughs) total yards of American polling right now, but. (laughs) (laughs) And a touchdown. Yeah, they're playing the Panthers who just got shredded by Josh Jacobs, who put up the most points of a running back in week one Fournette looked like an old stiff refrigerator and Ronald Jones <laughs> looked really, really good. He also out carried him 17 to five Fournette had five yards rushing. It's not like Ronald Jones killed it, but they were playing the saints who are a strong defense. I think he looked pretty good. Honestly. Yeah, he did look good. And Arian said he looked good. Plus he also said that Fournette's workload will increase in the future, but he's not sure when I just think Ronald Jones is a solid versatile back that is just going to be on the field a lot with Brady and against the Panthers I think he could really take off and become a name the an old stiff refrigerator <laughs> I like well first of all how is a refrigerator stiff I don't know what it, really you haven't seen Wedding Crashers you haven't seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall and now you're making fun of me for my my old lingo I have seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall you called it Prove Sarah it. Marshall I, real, fa- real fans call it Sarah Marshall no they don't <laughs> That's very, you know what? Look, man, I have seen the movie. Okay? What's the general plot of the movie? Yeah, go ahead. In one sentence, two sentences. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Russell Brand. No. 
is no, Mr. Steel Your Girl. No, you don't start with Russell Brand. Russell Brand's Mr. Steel Your Girl, and then Jason Siegel is just a sad boy who gets a woman, beautiful woman he doesn't deserve. Actually, he didn't see it. Yeah, so <laughs> it's weird of, that he started with Russell Brand. That's odd. because my, the first thing that popped into my mind was him doing like the squats on the chessboard or whatever. That was just the first image. Oh yeah, you're having sex with a big you. chess piece. Anyway, let's keep going. Inside, I was going to talk about uh, the Bucks because that was connected to what we were saying, but now we're so disjointed that. But sticking with the Ronald Jones thing, my bold prediction, which I'm skipping to because it's also about the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I agree that the Bucks have a big game against the Panthers, but I think that Tom Brady throws for his most passing yards since the Super Bowl against the Eagles. Wow. Which so this is bolder, but he hasn't broken. 300 and I think it's 360 yards through 58 yards in a game since like the end of the 2017 season. And I don't think he's broken really 300 really in a year. I, I think he, I think he does that here because it's what you said. It's just going from the saints defense to the Panthers is like swinging a baseball bat with a donut and then taking the donut off. <laughs> the saints are a top five defense. The Panthers really might be the worst one. I, I, I don't want to belabor how many times we talk on this podcast about the Panthers being bad, but they had no sacks last week. They had two pressures and they were the only team in football that had no quarterback hits last week. That's against the Raiders. Raiders don't have great pass protection. Now they're going to go against the Bucs and it's not like the Bucs are great, but the Panthers don't have a pass rush. Brady was disrupted. Like, deep, like It's just such a different exercise and I think they're going to wreck them. And I also think Mike Evans going to have a big game. We saw Bruce Arians mention. You don't care that Godwin might miss with a concussion? No, I understand that, but I also think Scotty Miller's really good, and maybe we'll see more of O.J. Howard, and maybe Gronk will get involved, but I, I just think that the base point of sometimes we just look at where the ball is and we forget who's playing against teams, and the, the pendulum swing from a bottom, a top-five defense to really what might be a bottom-three defense is, to me, it's enough for I think Brady could just air it out, and I also think they want to air it out. TK, do you think that bold prediction makes its way into the salty spittoon? I do. I do. Here's here's why. Because mine mine's actually kind of similar. Mine's in the same area code. And here's why I think it is pretty bold. Because it would go against what we saw in week one in a lot of ways. Not only did, you know, like a lot of people were talking sort of like Brady's arm didn't look all up to snuff. The the Buccaneers, I'm, and I'm looking at a, a really good article by Hayden Winks from Roto World right now. In neutral situation pass rate, the Buccaneers had the lowest pass rate, 36%. The, sorry, the fourth lowest tied for the... Well, actually, I should say it's tied for the second lowest because there's three teams with 36% in the NFL in neutral situation pass rate. So they were looking to run it way more than they were looking to pass it in neutral situations. So if they're leading this game, they might just run the hell out of the ball. And that's what makes me a little bit worried. And that's what makes, I think, this a bold take. However, I'm going to say my bold take is actually pretty related to Danny. So maybe I'll, maybe should I just jump right to mine real quick and then we can, we can do yours back to back. So mine is that Scotty Miller is going to be a wide receiver one this week. So top 12? Yeah, top 12 and half PPR. Chris Godwin. Top 10 if you're, you know, if you play (laughs) top 10 league. Is he, is he 11th or 12th or is he top 10? No, wide receiver one in 12 team leagues. Correct. Um, that is the, that's the standard fantasy vernacular. By definition, it's not the standard, but we'll keep going. It is. No, absolutely is the standard vernacular. When you say wide receiver one, it is top 12, Danny. I, I don't care. What, is... I don't care if you think that 10 team leagues are the standard. No one, no one does wide receiver one, wide receiver two in 10 teams, period. I just think anyway. that's uh, so, a bubble world. Uh, anyways, getting, getting away from that, 
Chris Godwin came up on the injury report this week with a concussion. Now he's in the concussion protocol. And based on the fact that it was kind of a, a late onset in terms of his symptoms, that generally speaking can be a bad sign and, and have him miss multiple weeks. So I'm kind of going under the assumption that Godwin isn't going to play this week. And, and that potentially can open things up for Scotty Miller. Obviously, Mike Evans still coming back from a hammy. I think there's a chance he just gets force-fed you know, in the passing game. And so, um, yeah, that's my bold take. The wide receiver won break last week in half PPR was DK Metcalf, 17 and a half points. Okay. All right, so I guess we can just go right to my bold, and the last pick will be, uh, or do we want to do Heifetz's gut right now? We're already in the bold. I'll mention it at the end, but... All right, so my bold prediction for week two is that Josh Jacobs will score single-digit fantasy points this week. Mm. Josh Jacobs was the number one running back in fantasy in week one. I'm essentially predicting that Ronald Jones and Josh Jacobs will just have a Freaky Friday situation, Freaky <laughs> Sunday. Yeah. And Ronald Jones will have over 100 in touchdowns, and Josh Jacobs will have significantly under 100 and no touchdowns. They're playing the Saints on Monday night. I just think the Raiders have such a propensity to just screw up on national TV, especially the modern Raiders. The last like two years watching them, I can just so see this as a game where the Saints go up like 21 to three in the first half and the rest of the game is Derek Carr trying to throw it deep but getting scared and throwing it out of bounds and Josh Jacobs gets 13 <laughs> carries. And it's just throwing it out of bounds on fourth down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about the Raiders stadium? No. I haven't seen it. So Mark Davis. I'm driven by it. Looks nice. Mark Davis said in the opening for this ceremony, which was last month, and he just takes the podium and he says, welcome to the Death Star, where our opponent's dreams come to die. <laughs> it's the first thing he said. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then I looked it up because I was, I was like, does this look like the Death Star? It looks like a Roomba. <laughs> like if you, I, I, and I'm not In like, a good way? It's not a good no, way. <laughs> <laughs> the first person I read, uh, the ESPN Raiders beat reporter, I forget his name, I'm sorry, he's really good, but he pointed this out first. It looks like a Roomba, and you will see this, if you watch Monday Night Football, they're going to have so many aerial shots of it. Not only does it look like a Roomba, in shape, size, the color pattern is perfect too, because it's got the gray center on top. I, I A Roomba had changed my life over this quarantine period since March. Roomba has just been really altered the course of how I live my day-to-day -day life. I am very familiar with Roombas. And it is indistinguishable from a big Roomba. It does look like a Roomba. <laughs> and once you see it, you will not unsee it. They just spent $2 billion on a Roomba. And it makes sense because the Raiders move around all the time and they suck. I think Josh Jacobs will run like a Roomba on Monday night. <laughs> That's it looks like a curling stone with no handle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. if you're if you listening to this and you have your phone, like if you Google Allegiant, it's called Allegiant Stadium. A L L E G. You can just Google Raiders Stadium, which is what oh, I, yeah, I think. That I think that would work. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We don't need to give a Legion a free plug here. Let them come in and sponsor this pod. After you get done completely like telling everyone to buy Roomba, but yes, <laughs> well, Roomba's earned my respect and love. <laughs> <laughs> Roomba's changed my life. Anyway, so the point is that I have nothing to say about Josh Jacobs. I like this, but I had to mention that. Uh, all right, so Hyvitz, quickly get out your gut, and then we can draft these picks. Actually related, same game. Wow, how convenient is that? I think the Saints score more points without Michael Thomas. Mm. Oh. I, think, I, I, think, I think they're going to... I would love Ewing to just... Theory. I would love to say something to like, be like, they'll look better, but they'll be a better team. Like, I, like the Panthers, like the Raiders can't rush the passer. The Saints can protect the passer. I think that Drew Brees is going to... People are like, who's he going to throw to? He'll have five seconds. He can do it. He'll throw to whoever the hell he wants. Like, It's not that bad. <laughs> 
That's going to be the Taysom Hill game. Taysom Hill's going to score 35 fantasy points. I mean, there's still guys. He's got Kamara, Sanders, Jared Cook. He'll be fine. I do think there is an NBA element of of when t- when the person who gets 40% or 35% of your targets goes out and you have the freedom to do so much. Like, the Saints have so many ideas to test stuff. I think they're all going to work. <laughs> uh, like they're all, and I, I just think they're going to be a 40-burger on Monday night and the Raiders going to be embarrassed off the field. So, so how do we how do we do uh, the draft pick of who gets to pick first? Should it be based on last week's winner? <laughs> let's do, no, we let's should Google something guess. related to Texas, or Austin, or Nick Foles. Oh, speaking of this insane Nick Foles, Austin, Texas thing, I have to mention I learned something about Texas yesterday. You know, Texas, like you know, tough state. Like, don't mess with Texas. You know, mm-hmm. everything's bigger in Texas. Is that do a you thing? know where the phrase "Don't mess with Texas" came from? Don't mess with Texas was an anti-littering campaign slogan. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mess with Texas Texas? is about littering. That's badass. No, it's not. Isn't that's like the most disappointing thing I've ever heard. I mean, great. Don't litter. That was sarcasm, but yes. (laughs) Okay, good. Anyway, (laughs) does that blow your mind? It blew my mind. That's pretty funny. I did not know that. That's a good fact. So we really, doesn't it make sense that the winner of the last week's thing gets, gets to pick first? No. Oh, I like. I want to do. I want to do more trivia. Let's just do a real. <laughs> trivia is way more fun. Trivia is fun. I love trivia. Okay, what question can we do here? Um, How long ago was the Cretaceous period? When did the Cretaceous period end? Oh, this is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 87 million years ago. I'm going to say 60 million years ago. I'm going to go 90 million. Oh, DK, you were wow. What did you say, DK? 60. 60. Oh, 65. Wow. Yes. Good job, DK. DK. Damn it. I'm last. You know how I you know how I know this? You know how I know you're, that? You're, you're I have, a young child. <laughs> is your kid watching The Land Before Time? One of my favorite one of my kids' favorite books right now is called The Dino Block. And it's literally just a huge book and teaching him how to pronounce dinosaur names. And <laughs> yeah, useful knowledge. And so, it's it, there's like a thing in the beginning of the book that says like the Jurassic, Cretaceous, Triassic, or whatever. I don't know. But yeah. Okay, so I get to go first, right? Yeah, you definitely yeah. get to go first. Sweet. So how we're going to do it, like our bold predictions pod before the season, each of us are going to get to pick two. So we're drafting each other's picks. DK cannot choose his own yeah. picks. He's going to yeah. pick which of our picks he likes best. With the caveat that if you choose someone's bold pick, it's like the money ball. So you get yeah. three points for a bold pick, one point for one of just the gut Got calls. Oh, so it's like the last ball in the rack at the three-point contest. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I'm going to choose... How many points did the Saints score last week again? 34. Oh, geez. I'm taking, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Craig's bold. Josh Jacobs will score f- single digit fantasy points. Going for the gusto. I'm going for the bold, ch- uh, bold call. High fits, you're up. All right. I'll take the Ronald Jones 120 yards and a touchdown because it's a perfect hedge to marry with my Tom Brady thing. So that way, wow. I'm right, no matter what. People are liking Craig's. Like Craig's we were saying, got a hedge. So now I'm right in any circumstance. Are right, we Craig, you get two. Do I yeah, get two? Okay, we are. Okay. You get two. You get your two. Both of them. I like, I'm going to go with Saints score more without Michael Thomas. So what's, the, it, it's 34, you said? 32. 34. Yeah. Okay. That's, oh, that's a good one. Going for bold, if I want a bold. I can't, I just looked up how much Brady, Brady threw for 505 yards in that Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I didn't say more than the Super Bowl. I said the most since the Super since. Bowl. Basically, oh, I'm oh, saying oh. 359. I'm not, no, I'm not saying he'll throw for 506 yards. I'm saying he'll throw for 360. So that's what it has to be 360. That's the number. Yes. Hmm. That makes things different. I'll take that. I like it. 
So now that goes back to Heifetz. Okay, uh, I'll do the Deontay Johnson high-scoring Pittsburgh skill player. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. Okay, so I'm up. Let's see here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Josh Allen QB1. Going up against Miami. We got all of Craig's gut calls. Maybe it's just we really trust Craig. That Craig's sense. such a sage, wise fantasy person. I may be a millennial, but I, but I act like an old man. Well, I would also just like to point out that that DKs were just much, much more, more bolder. Like he his gut is Paris Campbell top six receiver. Like that's a that's a pretty bold gut call. That's pretty. That's actually probably more bold than my Scotty Miller <laughs> top twelve. He <laughs> <It> really is. <laughs> so um, I, I I don't take it personally, but no. So I I like all these picks. These are alrighty. good. So next next week we'll let you know how everybody did. We'll keep a running tally. It's gonna be fun. I like it. All right. Hopefully Craig will have gone outside in that time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go to our Fandle lineup. Yeah, every week we're going to do our million-dollar lineup. The year I turned 26 as the head of my own brokerage firm, I made $49 million, which really pissed me off because it was three shy of a million a week. Let's, let's be very clear here. We're making a lineup every week, and we're entering the $3 million pool for Fandle where the winner gets a million dollars. Which there's I believe like, it happens. I believe every week there's every a tournament week. where the winner gets a million. So we are going to do a million dollar lineup every week. So let's be clear here. There's 700,000 entries in this pool. <laughs> like, <laughs> if we don't win by the end of the year, we're we out. are not like <laughs> trying to make like 10 bucks a week. And like we're, we are going for broke. Like we are trying to win a million dollars and stop doing this podcast. Like we are, try- <laughs> like, we are going to have some weird lineups. Don't take this exact lineup if you're just trying to go against like like 10 other people. Like we're trying to be 800,000 people. <laughs> so it's going to be weird. And we're going for broke. Is that, is that cool? So it's, it's going to be like McCaffrey, Mahomes and like Byron Pringle. That's going to be the kind of like star scrub stuff we're going with here. Yeah. But if we hit, boy, woo. if we hit, what do you guys need? To, what did you guys do? So million, I guess we're doing this podcast so we couldn't lie to the IRS. So we'd have to pay taxes. So I guess it'd be like 200 grand cash or something. Mm-hmm. What would you guys do with 200 grand cash? You know, throw it in an index fund. <laughs> oh, what a what a fucking that's not fun. Craig is the Craig that's is your answer? Craig's the I was Craig, joking. By the way, what, what a responsible thing to do. What am I supposed to for do? For some that? context, great financial his his favorite music is the mamas and the papas. If you want to know if Craig is an old soul or not. I could tell when he started yelling about all the youngins changing their mind in week one. Index fund. What a I should uh, buy I should buy a boat. I would buy a lake house. I like it better when you're like, I'm going to buy a lake. Maybe, can I buy a lake and a cabin? There you go. You should buy a lake because the fresh water's drying up, but that's a different conversation. Jesus, uh, Danny. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's too real for you. I know. Uh, we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about our big dreams for winning a million dollars, and Danny's like, the water's drying up. And I'm Dude, like, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it in a stock market sorry, and just watch it grow for, for the next 40 years. <laughs> I'm going to retire. I listen to one Warren Buffett podcast and I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Speaking of which, don't, that is, I mean, is it his investing advice? Just like, don't lose money. Yeah. Some great yeah. shit. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's get down to ready some lose some money because we're probably not going to win the billion dollars. But our lineup for this week, we have Dak Prescott, who Cowboys are facing the Falcons. We have David Montgomery, Bears running back against the Giants. Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys, again, against the Falcons. We have at receiver, we have Devontae Adams against the Lions. We have Michael Gallup, again, Cowboys against the Falcons. And we have Detroit receiver Quintez Cephas at the Packers. Rookie. Rookie. Uh, 
tight end, we've got Mark Andrews against the Texans. In the flex, we've got Ronald Jones, Bucks against the Panthers. And defense, we're going with Buffalo defense against the Dolphins because Ryan Fitzpatrick. So any of those guys you guys want to highlight? Any of those guys want to explain to the people? I feel like Zeke and Devontae Adams are pretty obvious. We're stacking Prescott, Zeke, and Gallup, expecting the that game to have like a explosion of points. I think Cephas is like we're we're banking on Cephas just going off essentially. He had ten targets last week um, in his first game with Galladay out again this week. He could still be a big part of that offense. Um, you know, going up against Green Bay, their offense looked like pretty damn good. So maybe this this will be a bit of a shootout between uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford. So I think Cephas is like the guy we're banking on because. For the most part, this isn't like the weirdest, you know, lineup ever, but you have to have like one like contrarian one. Yeah. And I think the Michael Gallup's a smart pick because if you look at what happened in the in the Seahawks Falcons game, I mean, there was just so many points on the board. I mean, I know the Falcons did this, but just like seeing what Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley, and Julio did, maybe the Cowboys will do something similar to that. And hopefully Gallup is the is the biggest beneficiary. The last thing I like is Buffalo against Miami. We wanted to basically just pick a defense going up against a quarterback. Because the secret thing when you're picking defenses is you don't want the team to just like get stuffed and go three and out every time. You want them to be throwing a lot because you want pick sixes, you want sacks, and Fitzpatrick is the guy who could potentially toss up three lame ducks and we could get a ton of points out of it. Yeah, I, I think that's true. It's not just lame ducks. It's like lame geese. I don't know. That was a terrible joke. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is bad. So I think that that's a really good pick. So we'll see you all next week when we got a Millie. Uh, if we win the Millie, we're not going to be back next week. Like we will definitely be taking the week. Good about this. I can guarantee you, we will be taking the week off if we win the million. Yeah, I guess that's all we would do because <laughs> if we won two hundred thousand dollars each, like it's a nice sum of money. But like, it's, like I'm not going to quit my fucking job. Yeah, you you to split it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the week of vacation. I think everyone will yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or we'll just post audio of us. Just honestly, we'll just take a video of us finding out. You know what? This isn't going to happen, so it's okay. It's not going to happen. But maybe. <laughs> really we should probably play to show up on Monday. All right. That's our show. Thank you to Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for dogs for smelling all those things so we don't have to. And thank you in advance to every all those 800,000 suckers who are going to give us a million dollars. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>